make room for God. Yeah. I remember growing up and my grandmother was sainted to me. She helped rear me and she helped me develop my own spiritual life. But then I got older and I thought about the fact that we talk about folk who have kids by multiple needs. My grandmother had five kids with three different daddies and it messed me up. It messed me up because many of us are living by the heritage story of our lives. So this is where these two versions are different. In 2 Chronicles, the one you know we like to quote, if my people who are called by my name, we like to go there. But that is the edited version of Solomon's story. It does not paint the picture of Solomon that we know where he had a great fall. You all have heard about Solomon, who, who, who brothers had 700 wives yeah. and 300 mistresses or concubines. Solomon, one man juggling a thousand women. One man trying to please a thousand women. One man trying to make a thousand women happy. And the Bible says that in his unedited story that he allowed his desire, he allowed his motivations to be twisted. And his unedited story talks about how he turned his heart away from God. But I want to pose for us something different as we consider that Solomon built a great temple. And the people rejoiced to know that Solomon had completed this temple. But I, I learned from Solomon that a lot of us go about this thing just doing what's been handed down to us. Did you not read the text that Solomon said, Lord, be in this place that I have built. Solomon did never, never built the temple because he heard from God, build me a house. But Solomon builds the temple because David on his deathbed said, Son, finish my work. Yeah, yeah. David on his deathbed said, Solomon, I need you to keep my legacy alive. You know I started fundraising to build a temple. But the Lord told me I could not build the temple because my hands were too bloody. So Solomon, I need you to build this temple, yeah. keep my legacy alive. So you heard what Solomon tells God, Lord, I built this place. Yeah. The Bible does not say he heard from God, but he, he simply decided it's time to do yeah. what my daddy told me to do. Yeah. Well, you wonder how that has helped me to understand our predicament because a whole lot of us, do good things for the wrong reason. It's a good thing for us to come to church. But many of us come to church but do not have the church in us. It's a good thing to read the scripture, but a whole lot of us 
read the scripture and do not understand the word of God. Well, y'all about to put me on my soapbox, but I, I have a problem in our society where a whole lot of folk use hatred in support of the scripture. I got a problem with folk who say God, who is love, justifies their hatred of others. I have a problem when folks say that what God has done is messed up the world. Because God has made different people and I don't like the ones that are like me because God only likes me. I got a problem. When a whole lot of us, a whole lot of folk, do a whole lot of things and do not make room for God. But the problem that I find in this text is that Solomon builds the temple. You do not read about Solomon praying before building the temple. You do not read about Solomon praying while he is building the temple. But now that the temple is built, he starts to pray because he realizes what he has done, God did not need him to do. You, you know a whole lot of us act like God couldn't be God if we didn't do what we do. That if we didn't go to church every Sunday, God would not show up. If we don't say our prayers, then God won't have authority over our lives. A whole lot of folk act like we make God who God is. Here Solomon said, Lord, I recognize that this building that I have made cannot contain you, but here, Lord, I built it anyway. Yeah. So, Lord, I need you to come into this place. Many times we do things. And then we want God to play a part after the fact. Come on, Bill. Can I tell you how that messed me up? Because once upon a time in my old life, I de decided I would get married. But after I made the decision to get married, and after I said I do, I said, Lord, I need you to bless this mess. That was the two worst years of hell that I've had in my entire life. I learned from that moment that we can't involve God after, after, as an after fact. We've got to start this process in prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Solomon, I, I don't want to discredit it. Now, Solomon did a good thing. We will give Solomon plaques. We will celebrate Solomon for what he has done, but many times in our lives, good things become a distraction from God. Well, what do you mean, preacher? First of all, when you read the unedited version, of Solomon's story, you'll find that this is not the only temple Solomon built. That Solomon also builds temples to the other gods he worshiped. So many times when we do good things, it's just God becoming a part of the other stuff we got. Y'all ain't hearing me yet. Many of us have a whole lot of values that aren't necessarily in line with God. But we simply want to include God in part of our programming. Solomon did not just build this temple. 
But Solomon builds temples for all of these other gods that he built, trying to make his women happy. After he had fallen into a place where he no longer worshipped the God of Israel, no longer believed that the God of Israel was sufficient for all his life, he started building other temples. Now, some of you might not be following me yet, but the question I want to raise is why do you do what you do? Why do we do what we do? You, you know, we do some good things for some bad reasons. We do good stuff. But our reasoning for doing good stuff does not align with God. Well, here, here, here's what I, I learned from Solomon that every now and then the temple became an attempt to replace God. Well, the generations got a habit of going to the temple. But they never had the habit of going to God. And so when the temple is destroyed, in 587 BC, when the Babylonians come into Jerusalem and destroy the temple, the people have no history, no direction, no understanding that they need to go to God. They had built up in their minds that they had needed to go to the temple, that the temple became an intermediary between them and God. And so when the temple is destroyed, the people have no idea how to get close to God. A lot of us, if, if our routines were destroyed, if God stepped in and caused our habits. Come on, Pastor. You know, Brother Watts, I heard you apologize about not being able to make it here. But my question to us is when we cannot make it here, do we meet God where we are? trouble because I want for I, I want to see your face every Sunday. Yeah. But I really want you wherever you are that you have a divine encounter with God. I, I want you to know that the Lord is with you. I want you to walk with him and talk with him wherever you are. Now I want you to be here. And truthfully my desire for you to be here is more about me than you or God. But too often, we use good things to replace God. It's good to come here. It's good to read scripture. It's good to pray. But too many times we use these things to replace God. I heard the choir sing earlier that everything you need you can find it in the word of God. Now let me see if I can mess somebody up this morning. Did God stop reading when the canon, when the scriptures were closed and, and they said from Genesis to Revelation, that is the voice of God. God no longer speaks because we rely on this book to be the complete word. I think I messed somebody up. That, that we can't hear God speaking to us even now that, that, that God can use this tool and this tool is not God let me back up off of that but I want to suggest to us today that
Good things are not a replacement for God, but they are a result of our relationship yes. with God. So I want us to look at Solomon's prayer. Solomon prays that God would be in this place, but because he did not make room for God, I had to go looking in another place. And so I found that Jesus fulfilled Solomon's prayer. Can, can you hear Solomon's prayer? Lord, keep your eyes on this place day and night. Now, this presents a problem for me because while they are writing about Solomon's prayer, the temple has already been destroyed. In a destroyed place, they are saying, Lord, keep your eyes here. I don't know how many times we go through rough situations, how many times we cannot find our way, our prayer is, Lord, keep your eyes on me. Too many times we're struggling, we're, struck, we're, we're wrestling with the fact that we're going through hardships in life and we can't see God, but we need God to see us. I, I don't know about you, but there are some times when I, I encounter some storms and visibility is low. The dark clouds have risen and the, the strong winds are blowing and I hear the thunder and I see the lightning, but I cannot. I'm in the pulpit, but there are some times in my life where I can't see God. But I find solace in the fact that when I can't see God, God sees me. Hear the prayer that, Lord, keep your eyes on this place both day and night. There are some times when nighttime comes in my life where I'm weary and worn and tired and sad and I, I just got to close my eyes. Like the psalmist said, he who keeps Israel never slumbers or sleep when I'll give up. I can't go on. The Lord is right there. Not only do I need God to see me, at all times. Yes, but I need God to hear yes, God. Yes. my prayer. When I turn my attention to the Lord and I call out to Him, I need to know that the Lord will answer. You all heard me a few weeks ago when we talked about Peter that when Peter began to sing, he cried out, Lord, save me. I need to know that when I call out to God, God will meet me where I am. Now, here's the problem that I have that a whole lot of us, we don't wait. We don't call on God on a daily basis. We only call on God when we come here. And that's the problem that is raised in the text. What do you do when where you go has been torn down? What do you do when Every time you had a problem, you went running to mama or daddy and they're no longer here. Where do you run to? Lord, I need you to hear my call. But not only that, Lord, I need you to forgive me. I need to know that I am forgiven. 
Now, the problem that folk had in Jesus' ministry according to the Gospels can be discovered when Jesus heals the paralytic and rather than saying you're healed, he says your sins are forgiven. They raised the question of Jesus, how can he forgive our sins? But I'm glad to know that in Jesus I have been forgiven. I'm glad to know that love covers a multitude of sins. I'm glad to know that he so loved the world. Oh, oh. Let me pause there because I think I just said something. It didn't say he just so loved the church. But because he so loved the world, he gave his only life. He gave his life. The love of Jesus. I'm glad that when I was yet a sinner, when I wasn't trying to live right, I'm glad that when I wasn't looking for God, God was looking for me. I'm glad that while I was a sinner, while I was running the streets, while I was doing everything I could, Christ died for me. Christ died for you. But here is the kicker. If he did it for me, and he did it for you, and John says, for God so loved the world, Those folk who don't do the good things that we do yeah. are still covered by that love. It's not the good thing that keep us together. Solomon builds this temple and he dedicates this temple but it does not hold his relationship to God in place. And I read the unedited version of the story that after he had built this temple, he began to allow his heart to be steered away from God. Too many times we allow the good things that we do in life to make us believe that we don't need the Lord. We don't need God. Because guess what? We do so many good things we don't see. We can talk about those other folk who we believe to be sinners. We go to church every Sunday. So we don't see it. We can talk about them other folk. We're out at the bar on Friday and Saturday night. We can call them sinners. But we do too much good stuff. We read the scriptures. So we don't see. Yeah. We can talk about the folk who listen to all kinds of rap, R&B, and all kinds of secular music that we say just leads folk to sin. Causes fornication and causes bad habits. We can talk about that. And say that they're sinners. But I'm glad that I'm forgiven in Jesus because when I think about the fact that God has not dealt with me according to my sin, nor rewarded me according to my iniquity. When I think about the fact that I was messed up, when I think about the fact that I was broken, when I, 
Because I, I think I said some unholy words just last week. I think I did some unholy things just last week. And so I'm glad that God didn't deal with me. After my sins. You don't believe me there was a time when somebody cut me off. I said, Lord, get him. And a few miles down the road, I cut somebody off. And I said, Lord, save me. A lot of times we don't realize that God has not dealt with us That's right. according to our sins because if we thought about it, everything God could do with us, and guess what? We deserve it all. But because of his grace, because of his mercy, because of his love, God has not dealt with us. But here's what the psalmist said, as far as the east is from the west. So far has the Lord removed my sins and transgressions from me. Now we live in a world where we have said the world is round. But back then they believed that the world was flat, that there was a far distance from the east and the west, that they would never touch. When you think about the fact that in our lives, the things that we have done, will never come in contact with the things that we deserve. I'm so glad that I'm not banking on my good stuff to secure my relationship with God. The Bible says all our righteousness is but as filthy rags. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Pat. I'm getting ready to close, but I spent a whole lot of time in hotels over the last few weeks. I noticed something that hotels use white tie. They use it for reasons that they can bleach it and clean it, but here's what happened to me. My wife decided because she got ready before me that she needed my face tile to wipe the makeup off her face. She didn't tell me right away that she had used my towel, but when I picked it up, because it was white, when I picked it up, it, it was a small thing. She just patted her lips, Sister Booker. And you know that stuff y'all put on y'all lips, it came off on that towel. And I realized I, I, I almost didn't want to use it. Because I knew it was dirty. But I'm glad that the Lord uses us. Even though we have been filthy, the Lord is able to clean us up. The Lord will clean us up and use us. You might start doing a good thing because you've been told this is what you need to do. But oh, let the Lord get a hold of you. And the good thing you do, you don't do because you were trying to replace the Lord. But you start doing it because you know the Lord.
as we stand to our feet.